Matt Schaff of DraftSharks.com, and I'm glad you're here because it means that you're either new to IDP fantasy football or you've played it before and you just want to learn more about it, maybe sharpen your strategy. And either way, I'm glad to see you. Let's start with the basics. IDP stands for Individual Defensive Players, and it's just that. It's the same as offensive fantasy football, except that you use defensive players in individual positions. They score fantasy points for the things that they do in actual football games, just like the offensive guys. And normally you use IDPs in place of a team defense. There certainly are formats that use both of those in varying ways. And really that's part of the fun is there are lots of different ways to do it. So including IDPs really just expands what you can do with a fantasy football league. And in real football terms, it forces you to pay attention to the other side of the ball. When you're watching football on TV, you're probably focused mostly on the quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. You see the guys that sack the quarterback. You see the guys that intercept passes, but you're probably not paying nearly as much attention to the defense. Well, IDP scoring helps you to know the players on that side of the ball better. So even if you don't want to get so far into it, even if you're not spending a ton of money on a fantasy league with IDPs, it can help enrich your football watching experience. Let's get more into all of the things that make up IDP fantasy football. And we'll start with scoring here. The categories that typically make up IDP scoring go like this. Sacks, tackles, pass breakups, interceptions, forced fumbles, fumble recoveries, and touchdowns. Now, sacks can be awarded to single players. They can be split among two teammates. They can even be awarded to a team defense on whole. That last one's certainly not helping our fantasy teams with IDPs on them at all. Otherwise, we're chasing sacks, whether they be by a single person or in the form of a half sack when it's split between two players. If you want to go deeper than that with your IDP league, you can also count pressure stats such as quarterback hits, quarterback hurries, and pressures. And that just awards players who are putting pressure on the quarterback, but aren't necessarily getting home for the sack. Tackles are typically broken into solo tackles and assists. There's not necessarily a solo tackle and an assist on every play. It really depends on the specific play, and it can also differ by scorekeeper at stadiums around the NFL. When you combine solo tackles and assists, you get total tackles or combined tackles. That's less often its own stat in an IDP league, but they can all come into play depending on your format. Tackles are still not an official NFL stat, which is interesting because they are recorded at every game. They are reported as part of the NFL stat books at the end of the game. Tackles make up a big part of IDP scoring. How big? We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Tackles for loss are another great way to add value to match the performance on the field with our fantasy scoring. Because just logically, if a guy makes a tackle 10 yards past the line of scrimmage, that's not as good a play as if a guy makes the tackle behind the line of scrimmage. So why do we award the same number of points to the tackle happening downfield as the tackle behind the line of scrimmage? If you include tackle for loss scoring, then you're not scoring those two plays the same way. You're getting credit for a tackle on that tackle for loss, and you're adding points for a play that was better for his NFL team. Pass breakups. They go hand in hand with interceptions. A pass breakup can be called a pass defensed, a pass defended, or even a pass deflection, which is a little bit different. But all three, whatever you call them, are basically when a defensive player gets his hands on a pass that then falls incomplete. It is not intercepted by anybody on the team. It is not caught by the offensive team. 
We want to score those plays. And normally a pass deflection counts the same as a pass defense. The difference there, a pass deflection is often somebody closer to the line of scrimmage, somebody rushing the passer who gets his hands up in the air and knocks the pass away. Interceptions, of course, are when somebody not only defenses the pass, but manages to catch it before it hits the ground. That's obviously a bigger play. And in many IDP scoring systems, you will get credit for both the pass breakup and the interception on that play. That can vary some by outlet. And when we look at the end of season stats, those numbers can vary by outlet. Forced fumbles, fumble recoveries. Obviously, those are the two parts of a fumble play that changes possession. A forced fumble, just what it sounds like. It's when a defensive player forces an offensive player to fumble the ball, regardless of who recovers that. It should not count as much as an interception because it does not include the actual turnover portion of that play. Fumble recoveries, just like what they sound like, that's when the defensive team actually recovers the fumble. So you will generally see points awarded for the forced fumble and for the fumble recovery, even though the recovery is a bit more of a luck play. Touchdowns, of course, factor into IDP scoring as well. They make big impacts on fantasy scores, and there's really no way around it. I mean, you don't want to cheat the number down because every touchdown is worth six points. So you want to go ahead and award that six points Really, probably the best way around touchdowns impacting your weekly fantasy scores too much or the weekly matchups in your league is to build out your IDP lineup. The more players that you have in your starting lineup, the less any individual player is steering that matchup and adding luck. You know, we can argue about how much of it is luck and skill on that particular spot, but anytime that they're are more players impacting the matchup, you're taking an element of luck away from it. Not here to tell you which way is right or wrong, just telling you the flexibility inherent in that. That brings us to how should IDP scoring work. And really, there's no right way. I've said that a couple times already. There is one wrong way, I would say, and that's weighing tackles too heavily. Make sure the other plays get significantly more weight at the individual level than the tackle does and I would say no on tackle bonuses of any kind. Why add value to this play that is not necessarily inherently valuable? Sure, we want to stop the ball carrier on every play, but just because he made the tackle doesn't mean it was actually a good play on defense. A sack, for example, should be worth at least three times what a solo tackle is worth in your scoring format. If the balance is even more in favor of sacks than that, I think that's even better because it more closely aligns with real football, but the specifics there can be up to you. I would just say at least three times tackle scoring for that sack. The best version will count those more obscure pass rushing stats. As I mentioned, QB hits, maybe pressures, depends on what you have available to you because we want to credit that on-field performance. How many IDP slots should you use in your fantasy lineup? There's also no single correct answer for this one, but I believe there is a single wrong answer. I say you shouldn't ever bother playing with just one or two IDP slots. Imagine the same thing on the offensive side. Imagine starting one offensive player or two offensive players and then letting everybody in your league pick from the entire pool of quarterback, wide receiver, running back, and tight end to fill just those spots. That sounds pretty easy, right? There are more than enough players to fill those spots. Well, on defense, there are even more available players because all 11 guys on the field on a defense are scoring points in the IDP scoring system. On offense, we have at least five of the players in every set as offensive linemen. They're not scoring points. So you can see there are even more defensive players at play 
than there are on offense. Now, beyond that, I think how many you should use is a bit more conditional and depends on what you're trying to accomplish and who you're playing with. If it's a beginner league, I would suggest three to five IDP slots. Try to require some from each position group, defensive line, linebacker, and defensive back. And we'll talk more about those in a minute. If you want more of a challenge, there's no reason to have fewer defensive slots than offensive. Like I just said, we've got more guys scoring points on defense than we do on offense. Every position is in play. And when you add in sub packages, rotational players, there are even more defensive players who are looking to score points. Now let's take a deeper look at the positions in play in IDP. Defensive line, linebacker, and defensive back. You can leave it at that, or you can separate them out, and we'll get to the specifics. Defensive line comprises defensive end and defensive tackle. You're not simply a 3-4 or a 4-3 defense anymore. Most teams in the NFL play some kind of variable fronts, meaning they'll move guys around. The challenge that that creates for us and the change that has happened in IDP lately is realizing that edge linebackers, such as TJ Watt, are much more like defensive ends than they are linebackers. We've seen many more IDP scoring formats and popular league hosting sites reclassify these guys so that they are being lined up with players that do similar things on the field and thus score their fantasy points in similar ways. Defensive tackle is similar, not quite to the same degree, but it's probably more appropriate to call it interior defensive line at this point. Aaron Donald, for example, is not the same as Miles Garrett, but you might have seen both of them classified as defensive ends. You might still see that in some places. Garrett plays on the edge. Donald plays a bit more inside, certainly not as inside as Vita Vea. He's not that kind of player. And that's what I'm talking about with blurring the line. It's really up to you how specific you want your IDP league to be. But it's important to be aware of the variations of the nuances and of the overall position groups here as you go into whatever format you're choosing to play. Do you need to sweat any of these details to play IDP fantasy football? Absolutely not. You can keep it at DL if you want. Consider all the guys up front D linemen and use whatever fits your league best. Just make sure you pay attention to where TJ Watt, Micah Parsons, and Hassan Riddick are classified. So you don't forget about guys just because they're at a different position than what you might have thought. Linebackers up next, and if the edge guys are filtered out, then you're commonly chasing tackles among this group. Ideally, you find guys strong enough in tackles, but also with big play upside. This position used to drive IDP leagues. You would see them go first off the board. Fewer linebackers play full-time snaps now. There are more cornerbacks rotating in. There are more three safety alignments. So that's changed what we should expect from our linebackers. Of course, knowing who does stay on the field in all sub packages can give you an edge. And that's something I track throughout the regular season. And of course, I'm aware of as I'm projecting guys in the preseason. Whether you use tackles for loss in your scoring can also really swing values here. Again, know what your league does, because if TJ Watt and other edge type linebackers are in the linebacker pool in your specific league, that's going to change what we're looking to get from this group. If you're new to your league, make sure you check last year's results, not to get tips on who to pick necessarily, but to see the scoring system at work and see how it valued the different players. Defensive back combines cornerback and safety. Most NFL teams now have at least five DBs who get starter level snaps. This is usually the easiest position at which to find scoring. Top scoring safeties still on hold don't tend to repeat year to year though. 
cornerback is the most volatile position in all of fantasy. You'll see guys bounce up and down the board during the season, and you will rarely see the final year cornerback rankings look the same as last year's did. Why? Because cornerback generally swings on big plays, interceptions, and touchdowns in particular. Touchdowns are obviously unpredictable, especially on defense, and really don't even happen that much for the guys who lead in that category. But interceptions also fluctuate year to year. The same guys rarely lead the league in interceptions year to year. So beware of chasing that particular stat. There are, of course, a few exceptions at each spot, and you'll see those guys in your Draft Sharks war room. Overall, though, defensive back is not a position to target early, and especially cornerback. So now that we've covered a lot of the basics, what is the best strategy for your IDP league? Well, that depends heavily on your format. If you're in that type of league that starts one to three IDPs, like I said, this is beginner level. Don't overthink it. Don't reach too early. There will be plenty of defensive players to go around. There's going to be some dude who finishes your draft bragging about the studs that he got in his three IDP slots. He will not get why at the end of the year, your no-name defensive players scored just as many fantasy points as his did. Looking beyond that level of IDP play, beyond that starting one to three, because strategy is going to differ quite a bit by your league, let's break it down by position. Edge and defensive end, know your scoring first of all. If it's tackle leaning, this position is going to matter less and it's going to change the kind of player you target. You're going to be a little bit less looking for the sack masters on the edge and a little bit more interested in the guys who load up on tackles because they'll consistently deliver production week to week. If you do play with extra pressure categories, this could be the driving position of your IDP roster. We project not only sacks on DraftSharks.com, but also tackles for loss and QB hits. And the same guys that can get in the backfield to get the quarterback most often are producing in those categories as well. In general, you want to try to grab an early stud from the edge group. This is going to open up your IDP strategy the rest of the way. Who are the studs for your format? That's going to differ by year, and that's going to differ by format. So I got you covered in the draft war room. Defensive tackle or interior defensive line. There are some elite options. There's a bit less separation here than there was just a few years ago, though. If you're required to start a defensive tackle, there's value in grabbing an early one. Think of it like quarterback on offense. You don't have to have Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. But if you do grab one of those guys, you're feeling pretty good about the position the rest of the way. And it opens up your strategy to focus on the other spots. Linebacker. This should primarily be off-ball, non-edge linebackers at this point. More league hosting sites every year are getting this right and classifying edge players with the defensive linemen so that you're scoring TJ Watt with guys like Miles Garrett instead of comparing him to, say, Bobby Wagner. Linebacker has traditionally been treated like the running backs of your fantasy defense, and it's probably not all that different today. Just like fantasy and the NFL are realizing that running back is more replaceable than we once thought, linebackers have gone the same way. It doesn't mean that there aren't elite players there. It doesn't mean that there aren't highly paid players there. But it does change the way that it works. And you don't need to reach for a top shelf linebacker. In fact, there's not a very clear hierarchy at the position right now. What you really want to be aware of is playing time, the guys who stay on the field the most, and the guys who combine tackle upside with big play potential. Most IDP leagues will still favor tackle collectors here. Ideally, you can get that tackle collector with some big play upside. Safety. In most cases, we want safeties who spend a lot of time in the box. That means near the line of scrimmage. They'll get more tackle chances. 
and just be near the ball more often. Slot coverage snaps can be valuable as well for all the same reasons. Defending in the slot puts you in the middle of the field, which naturally means more action. So you get more tackle chances and you get more opportunities to make plays on passes. You still don't want to reach too early for any type of safety unless it's Derwin James. Cornerback, just don't reach early for this position. Much of the scoring swings on big plays, interceptions, and touchdowns in particular, and they are unpredictable. You wait on cornerback and then consider switching to someone in season on waivers who is generating regular production. Don't be afraid to quit on the cornerback that you drafted and grab somebody who's actually scoring because there will be plenty of guys around. Even if your switch doesn't go right, you can switch again and fix it in season. If your league combines cornerbacks and safeties into the DB position, you're probably going to want to focus on safeties. When should you draft your IDPs? Well, this one's going to depend even more heavily on the specifics of your situation. It doesn't only depend on your scoring and lineup settings. It depends on what you already have rostered. It depends on how your league is treating IDPs in the draft. For example, maybe your league is reaching for the more recognizable defensive names. In that case, it might make more sense for you to wait and grab value later. Or maybe your league is pushing all the IDPs down the board because they just don't value the position. Well, in that case, it might make sense for you to go ahead and reach for some studs. Then you can be stacking up upside offensive reserves while the rest of your league is scrambling to fill its IDP slots. Your draft war room is going to take all that into account at DraftSharks.com. Player values are tailored to fit your format. Round-by-round round pick recommendations are tailored to not only your format, but your existing roster and the flow of your specific draft. So it knows who's still on the board, it knows who has left the board, and it knows what you need. We want to be your unfair advantage in IDP leagues and all other formats. Click the link now to get started. <laughs>